Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. It's Friday on Text Talk. Last day of this Text Talk week. It is September 16th. Yes, it is. The year of our Lord 2022. Yes, it is. All right. I did actually ask you about that before we started this to make sure all the numbers were right on the dials. I was was worried. busy writing down a thought. I was having a thought. Is that for this Sunday's sermon? Yes. Or, you know, actually, maybe, no. maybe a few weeks ago sermon. <laughs> we do these batch recordings, and I can't get a little mixed up in my days. That's right. We're like yeah. time traveling all the time. All the time. All the time. Right. So, so, I mean, who knows what's going on in the bold future by the time this drops? Well, God does. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And if the Lord wills, we're going to be meeting on Sunday to worship him among the Christians that meet on Livingston Avenue. We'd love for you to be there if you're in the Tampa area. Hey, if you're not in the Tampa area, plane rides, not super expensive. Come join us. Come come on down here. You can get on our website, christiansmeethere.org, and you can find all the location and time details about whatever our schedule is this coming Sunday. You know, if you're just a little curious about uh, church there at Livingston, go to the website, christiansmeethere.org. There will be a live stream this Sunday. Oh, yeah. We want you to come on in the doors, but if you just want to, you know, check it out. But if you live in Washington State, you know. Yeah. Feel free. That's get on. right. You can you can do the live stream or you can watch the video afterwards. We'd, we'd love for you to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So we're going to be wrapping up our conversation of Psalm 55 today. Um, Edwin, you got another translation for us here. What did you got? The New Century Version. Oh, excellent. Yes. It's also dubbed by this particular publisher, the International Children's Bible. I love that Bible. That was that was my first Bible. There. I was going to say, my youth. this particular copy is very sentimental and special to you. It was lost, but now it is found. <laughs> no, it was actually on my bookshelf. <laughs> Sorry. You always knew where it was. I knew where it was. Psalm 55. God, listen to my prayer. Do not ignore my prayer. Pay attention to me and answer me. I am troubled and upset by what the enemy says and how the wicked look at me. They bring troubles down on me. In anger, they attack me. I am frightened inside. The terror of death has attacked me. I am scared and shaking. Terror grips me. I said, I wish I had wings like a dove. Then I would fly away and rest. I'd wander far away. I'd stay in the desert. I'd hurry to my place of escape, far away from the wind and storm. Lord, destroy and confuse their words. I see violence and fighting in the city. Day and night, they are all around its walls. Evil and trouble are everywhere inside. Destruction is everywhere in the city. Trouble and lying never leave its streets. It was not an enemy insulting me. I could stand that. It was not someone who hated me. I could hide from him. But it is you, a person like me. You are my companion and good friend. We had a good friendship. We went together to God's temple. Let death take away my enemies. Let them die while they're still young because evil lives with them. But I will call to God for help and the Lord will save me. Morning, noon, and night, I am troubled and upset, but he will listen to me. Many are against me, but he keeps me safe in battle. God who lives forever will hear me and punish them, but they will not change. They do not fear God. The one who was my friend attacks his friends. He breaks his promises. His words are slippery like butter, but war is in his heart. His words are smoother than oil, but they cut like knives. Give your worries to the Lord. He'll take care of you. He'll never let good people down. But God, you will bring down the wicked to the grave. Murderers and liars will live only half a lifetime. But I will trust in you. 
we like to take our Fridays especially and see Jesus in the Psalms. It's always a good Friday on Text Talk. And um, here I have to say that the the echo to me is the pain of betrayal, and yes. particularly the betrayal of Judas Iscariot uh, in the Garden of Gethsemane. One who was a friend, yeah. companion, one of the... Well, of course, normally we re- use the word inner circle to refer to the three, but as the apostles, one of the inner circle of Jesus' followers who were his closest. One of the things I do think about with Judas... Um, Particularly the way the the tale is told in the Gospels, uh, in Matthew, and I believe also in Mark, but I know definitely Matthew, when it goes ahead and gives the list of the twelve, and Judas is last, who betrayed him. Who betrayed him. And so when we're reading the Bible, we are told right off the bat, okay, this Judas guy, he's a bad guy, he's a betrayer. But to put myself in the place of the apostles and as these events are unfolding, I think they were all shocked. I think uh, there was no one that thought, well, now Judas, you got to watch that guy. There's a traitor in our midst. They didn't see him that way, did they? You recall when we were going through Matthew in season three, we got to that night where Jesus said, one of you will betray me. And nobody at the table said, is it him? That's a good point. They also said, "Is it?" They actually thought that of themselves first before they thought of Judas. Before they thought of Judas. Before they thought of Judas. Yes, it was. Is, is, is it I? Is it I? And not is it Judas? What a powerful thing! One of the yeah. other things, all three of the synoptics, I think, when it talks about the betrayal in the garden, and it mm-hmm. says that Judas was with the people came, who come into the garden. Yes, all three of them say Judas. One of the twelve. One of the twelve. Bringing to mind that it's not, it's not Judas, uh, the butcher down the street. Right. You know, it's it's not Judas, the guy who lives four doors down. It's Judas, one of the twelve. It's Judas, one of the companions, one of the friends, one of the apostles, one of the disciples. I know John brings this out that uh, he was he was pilfering from the money box, mm-hmm. but the fact that he was entrusted with the treasury shows you, you know, it's not thieves, it's not people you have any doubt about that you put in charge of money, right? You know, and and to your point about him not being maybe inner circle, you know, maybe not Peter, James, John, but if they let him handle the money, okay, he he was respected. He was trusted. He was trusted. He was trusted. So here's one of the men, as as we're taking a look at Psalm 55, again, it's not that Psalm 55 is a predictive prophecy of Jesus, but what we find is here's the Lord's anointed, and what does he face? The Lord's anointed faces betrayal from a friend. In John 13, Jesus is actually going to bring up one of the other Psalms that, that hits this, Psalm 41 and verse 9, where it talks about the one who eats bread with me lifts his heel against me. Psalm 41 is another one of those places that brings up this idea that, that the person who is against me is not an enemy, it's a friend. Jesus quotes that one, the Psalm 41, 9 one, but it's, yeah. but it's tied to this one. It's yeah. tied to this exact same thing. And so when Jesus can quote Psalm 41, and we see the exact same principle in Psalm 55, we understand that this is setting the stage. This is what happens to God's anointed. God's anointed gets betrayed. Didn't it happen? Let's see here. It happened with Joseph. Mm. betrayed by his brothers. brothers. It happens with Moses, betrayed oh. by Korah, Dathan, and Abiram, pushed yeah. back against even at times by Aaron and Miriam. Miriam. Yeah. Yeah. We we find this, and it happens with David. It happens yeah. with David, where he is betrayed by his loved one, by his companion, by his friend. So when it happens to Jesus, we don't sit back and say, oh, 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 well, maybe Jesus wasn't the Messiah, because surely nobody would ever betray the Messiah, the Lord's anointed. No, it happens again, and 
and again and again. He's fulfilling that. What I appreciate about that is, is again, to be reminded how Jesus was tempted in all points as are we, and yet without sin. And when I think about some of the different hardships that the Lord faced, my mind often thinks about scourging and a, a crown of thorns, and and those are terrible things. The, the pain of betrayal, though, is something I may not meditate upon a whole lot, and yet he had that feeling. Uh, sometimes we think, oh, nobody understands what I'm going through mm. and, and this, this grief or this wound, but no, Jesus was wounded in this way as well. A couple of weeks ago, I presented a lesson regarding the letter Jesus wrote to the church in Pergamum, mm, the yep. Pergamene Christians, the Pergamenes. and that letter actually begins by saying, I know where you dwell. Mm-hmm in that lesson just highlighted the fact that Jesus knows what we're going through, but what you're bringing up here in this psalm is that it's not just an intellectual knowledge. It's not, hey, I'm watching, I see, I know, I'm aware, I haven't forgotten you. It's the fact that I've been through the exact same kinds of things. Absolutely. So when I see you going through it, I know what it is that you're going through. I know what this is like because I have experienced it. And even there, I'm just thinking about that that letter to Pergamum, the death of Antipas, my faithful witness. What a reminder. Jesus has even been there where the betrayal ended in his own death. Yeah. He knows what it's like. He knows what it's like to go through that painful agony of a betrayal. What makes the betrayal so painful? You know, I, I think about Judas and betrayed with a kiss. And uh, how much of that is a custom, but how much of that is, uh, I mean, just a twist of the dagger there. Yeah. You know, um, and look how the, the closeness of the relationship is described here by David uh, with the one who ultimately then betrayed him. In verse 14, particularly, we took sweet counsel together, walked to the house of God in the throng. We worshiped together. We shared faith and fellowship together. Uh, I could talk to you and you could talk to me. We could be honest with each other and transparent. Um, and that is the person then who betrays him. And you know, likewise, for Judas to be able to travel with Jesus all around and to hear his teachings uh, with his own ears and witness the miracles. But then even as Jesus had custom to go and observe all the feasts in the appropriate ways up to Jerusalem, they absolutely went up to the temple together in the throng. They did all these things together. And that's who comes out with a mob and kisses him. Talking about betrayed with a kiss, my understanding is that so many of the greeting customs that folks have throughout history are connected with demonstrating trust, Mm. demonstrating openness and vulnerability. If you're worried about someone killing you, you don't walk up to them and give them a kiss where you open your arms where they can reach your body with a knife. And, and of course, the kiss would have been one on either cheek, likely, sure. as we yeah. have in some of the European countries today, right. as, as two people come very close together, open themselves up to one another, and make themselves very vulnerable very for vulnerable. attack from each other. Yes. Uh, I've, I've heard, I, I often question whether this one must be true, but I'm even told that the idea of shaking hands in our own culture is the idea of, of taking your weapon hand. And putting it out Demonstrating empty, no weapon. Yeah. De- demonstrating no weapon. I, I sometimes question that one. But but this issue of, of the kiss, again, 
whether or not that's how it started, that is what it did. It, it shows great trust. It shows great honor and it shows willingness and vulnerability. And so what Judas does is he takes this sign of I'm trusting you. You can trust me and actually uses it to betray him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, I mean, again, <laughs> well, I don't know. Not, 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 maybe this is a bad pun, but it's just twisting the knife. Well, it's it's twisting the knife. Is it certainly what it is. is. Absolutely. Now, you made a good point. You were talking about the Pergamians, about how the Lord's knowledge of this is not just academic, but I mean, he's been there and he feels it. And I appreciate that when I read verse 22 here in this psalm. Cast your burden on the Lord, and He shall sustain you. Yeah, you know it's 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 phrased similarly in Peter. Cast your cares upon Him; He cares for you. Um, he does understand. He can bear you up. He will sustain you. That's the goodness of our Lord. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. What an amazing statement! Because if we're thinking very uh, small, atomistically. Mm-hmm. There are certainly moments where the righteous seem to get moved. I mean, David flees Jerusalem here. That sure looks like him being moved. It does. This is not looking atomistically. This is not looking on a particular day. This is much more global. This is much mm-hmm. more cosmic. This is much more big picture. The reality is I'm in relationship with God, and if I am hanging on to that relationship, he does not allow that to change. I yes. I may have to yes. run from Jerusalem today, but I'm still in relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, at the end of today, I may end up being executed, but I'm still in relationship with God, and I'm still going to be with him. Yeah. And that's the issue. The righteous do not get moved by anyone else out of God's hand, out of God's protection, out of relationship with God. God hangs on to us as long as we are hanging on to him. Draw near to him, he will draw near to us. Amen. I really have enjoyed Psalm 55 this week, Edwin. Me too. Thanks, man. Thanks. I hope it's been very helpful. I hope it has. I hope it's been helpful for the people joining us for Text Talk. And uh, send us an email, texttalk at christiansmehere.org. Jump over to the uh, discussion group on Facebook, Paths of Righteousness this week. Probably some good things to share out of uh, Psalm 55 and certainly this episode uh, about the Lord's trustworthiness and he's going to sustain us though others may betray. Well, let's have a word of prayer together. Our great God and Father, thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, for Jesus. Jesus who uh, understands. He has gone through what we're going through. He's felt, felt it. He knows. And Father, he cares. And you care and your love for us is so great. Father, we know that there may be some listening who are nursing some real wounds right now and feeling the sting of betrayal. But Father, I pray that you would lift them up and encourage them, Father, to turn to you, that we might all say together, I will trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne!